my name is Claire and you are listening to the Hypno Birthing Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome back to the podcast. I hope everyone is doing good. I have got a new microphone, so I'm really excited. Um, I'd had my other one for a few years since I started the podcast. It was only kind of like a cheap one that I'd got. And I'd noticed that recently it's the quality's not been that great on it. So I have got a new one and I'm hoping that this one is much better and has much better quality audio. But enough about that. I hope everyone's doing good and has been enjoying this season of the podcast so far. Today, I have a really exciting guest. I welcomed on Hannah Barrett. Um, If for anybody that doesn't know, Hannah Barrett is a yoga instructor. She has a very large presence on social media. She has an app called Yoga Happy. She has a book called Yoga Happy as well. And she offers, you know, lots of content around yoga and and things like that. She joined me to talk about the importance of yoga for new mums. So, you know, I know we often talk about yoga during pregnancy, but obviously it's important for new mums as well. So we spoke about that. She also spoke about ways that we can get yoga into our lives. As busy mums, it is hard sometimes to fit things like yoga in especially when our babies are really really little so we talked about that and she also included a lovely meditation for you guys so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the meditation at the end of this episode so that you have it as a kind of follow-through on this episode but I'm also going to do it as a separate track episode as well so that if you want to you can go and you can just select on that one to listen to if you need to without further ado though I will play the episode for you now thank you so much for joining me on the podcast if you'd please introduce yourself of course hi Claire um lovely to be on your podcast thank you for inviting me so my name's Hannah Barrett I'm based in Surrey I'm a yoga teacher and I've got two children myself and I I did hypnobirthing with both of my children and I love it it's got so many links to yoga as well so I'm really excited to talk to you today perfect thank you so much yeah I'm so I, I find that link a lot, you know, and I'm sure you do as well, but with I, with people that I teach and people that come on the podcast and chat to me, there's a lot of uh, similarities. And I guess a lot of people that are really into yoga, I think they gravitate towards hypnobirthing quite naturally because it's so similar it's in the breath work and, yeah. and things like that. So yeah, there's definitely a, a link. So do you want to share a bit about the work that you do first? And then what we're going to do is we're going to talk a bit about yoga for new mums and how they can integrate it into their lives but share with us first the work that you do okay yes of course so I um I have my own app my app is called yoga happy I have over 300 classes and courses on there and part of that app is also a prenatal section and a postnatal section as well I did a lot of work at the beginning working with postnatal women because um, with a physiotherapist. So she's called Fenola Burrell. She's amazing. And um, she specializes in women's health. And we teamed together because after I had my first child, Jack, I um, I got injured. And I really struggled to understand my body after having a baby and all the things that can happen, all these common issues. Um, and I didn't really know what to do in terms of moving my body. And I thought, God, if I don't know, being a yoga teacher, like who's going to know? So mm-hmm. I did lots of trainings and research and did lots on anatomy and worked with Nona. And we now worked with work a lot with postnatal women. 
and just helping empower them to understand their bodies better so they know how to move when they've had a baby and you know what to start with what to watch for know that all of these common issues that can happen to everyone they are normal but they don't have to be your normal and they are some things that that you can do that all of that stuff is on the app and then I also released my first book yoga happy last year and I'm in the process I actually haven't told anyone this yet but I'm in the process of writing my second amazing yeah so yeah, yeah that's that's basically me I think as well like when you have a baby particularly I think first time it's your body it just doesn't feel like yours for so long does it that you know you have to relearn how to to move it and the things that it needs and what feels good and it's you know quite a while really after that you actually start to feel more you again don't you within your body so it's so important and probably um you know such a great tool for those postpartum uh, mums yeah and that's such do you know what that is such a good point because actually it's not just about moving your body as well it's about Fine. And this sounds so cheesy, but like finding love for your body, taking that pressure off, finding compassion for yourself. And I think yoga has really helped me befriend myself. And again, I'm I'm not going to talk in cliches throughout the whole of this episode, I promise. (laughs) But I really I so I used just to give you a tiny bit of my background. I am I'm I did a maths degree and then qualified as an actuary and worked in finance for 10 years, got pregnant and reassessed my whole life. And then I did a kind of a complete spin and then went into the yoga world but I think throughout that whole time of when I worked in finance I didn't really find compassion for myself and didn't really I don't know like really feel comfortable I suppose in my own skin and yoga's helped me with that and I think that's a particularly important thing for new mums because there is a lot going on not just the fact that you're in charge of this human yeah yeah there's a lot of pressure isn't there from outside and I think from internally trying to get back to yourself as quickly as possible but yeah kind of slowing down and realizing that it's okay you'll get there eventually like just kind of taking that time for what it is there it's like you're new you know it's just things are always changing and you're you're still the same person that you are and things have changed and that's okay and it is going to get easier and all those kind of things I think you definitely like have a this is probably going off on a slight tangent but have a lot more I, I respect my body a lot more now since I've had children oh and I've thought like, and I, I guess as you get older as well, you sort of see yourself a bit differently, don't you? And all the things that you thought used to matter, they don't matter so much anymore. But yeah, you definitely have that respect, don't you? On, wow, this is what my body's done. And it's, you know. And I, I think I think remembering that is really important when we're kind of looking in the mirror and thinking, oh, God, my body looks so different to how yeah. I actually just going I grew a human being and I birthed a human being however you birthed them you know I grew life and that is incredible it is incredible my mind it's a complete miracle it's amazing okay so talking about I know maybe touching it slightly but just maybe in a bit more detail about the importance of yoga how it can help new mums in their recovery and I guess like journey after that as well um, and how can they integrate it? Because we're all busy, you know, new mums, I mean, particularly first time mums, it is a bit of a shock to the system having having a baby. So how can people integrate it into their lives? First things first, it is it is really hard to find time. So that is why the series on my app that's postnatal is like 15 minutes or less, because let's be honest, like it's, it's so tricky. And, you know, whether you have a baby that sleeps loads or you don't, there's just so much to be doing, like to be done. And actually, usually most of the time we're exhausted. So one of the tips I give everyone to get into yoga is to start small and 10 minutes 
will make a difference. And if you do 10 minutes regularly, whether it's every day, every other day, you will very quickly start to see the benefit. And then when you have more time, perhaps you will put more time in. But again, if you don't, that's okay. So I think the first thing first is know that short is okay. You're still going to get a benefit. Um, You know, it's just that kind of mindfully moving your body. It's just going to feel wonderful. The second tip is wherever you go to to move to do yoga, so that's what you want to do, make sure whoever's teaching you is qualified to teach postnatal women. There are lots of things you need to think about. Let's just for a moment talk on the core because um, it's really important. So when we're pregnant, our stomach muscles obviously have to grow because they are, our muscles get lengthened because we are growing a baby in our tummy. And when they're lengthened, they weaken because it's just nothing's optimal anymore. So then you have the baby and everything goes back, but you don't have that strength. So you really need to focus on the strength. But it's not just strengthening the core. It's also getting it to work together. So we have deep our deep core, which is our pelvic floor, our diaphragm, our main breathing muscle, our um, TRA, which is our transverse abdominus, deep abdominal muscles, and then our multifidus. So to, <laughs> that's the most technical bit, I promise. But <laughs> you basically want to get it to start working together as a team. And usually what we do is you start doing your pelvic floor exercises and trying to then engage your deep core. That is such a fundamental step because... With our core, we want it to be reflexive. So when we say our kid runs up to us and jumps into our arms, we don't want to think, okay, lift pelvic floor, draw the belly and spine, whatever. You know, you just want your core to work. So what you want to try and do at the beginning when you get back into exercise is get that reflexive nature of the core back. So everything working together as a team. So you basically want someone who knows, who understands the body and so you're safe. Not you're, not that you're going to injure yourself, but what I did with my son, which kind of spiraled and what I do, like why postnatal women really like, um, I've got real passion for it now is I went, I just was like, right, I need to get my body back. Like I just, I got had no sleep and I was just like, just wanted to take control of something. So I went to this postnatal kettlebells class which frankly they weren't qualified to teach Mm -hmm. and I injured myself I injured my shoulder and I had diastasis and I worsened my diastasis because I they weren't watching they just weren't they weren't watching properly I didn't understand what I needed to watch for so for example with diastasis it's super normal most people get it and most people it goes back um but it there are certain things to watch for so so for example you were doing some kind of abdominal work. Let's use plank as an example. And if you're, if you feel like you can't control your tummy or it domes, that there's this coning shape, then you just need to ramp the intensity back, bring your knees closer to your hands, for example, things like that. So it's just things like that to watch for. So really important. You go to someone that, who knows what they're doing. That's not meant to scare you. It's not, it's just one of those things where, you know, it, what happened to me then is then I had to go back to do the fundamentals to then go forward again if that makes sense. Can I just ask a question? This might be tricky to answer, but um, how, how can, how would someone know if they were, this sounds, I mean, maybe this is a really basic question. questions, go for it. But like, how would some, if they were looking for a postnatal yoga class, how, how will they know if that person is probably qualified? Because anyone could just say like, Oh, I see. I think my I think my um story is just an unfortunate one. Most right. people who do postnatal classes, okay, well, because you need to do to be insured as well. Like you, can't so you want to make sure you go to a specific postnatal yeah. yoga class, not just any a random yoga class specifically postnatal, is what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, we okay. also Fen- Fenola and I wrote a really really simple guide that's on my website. I think it's like 
399 or something it's very short but it explains people to people this whole thing about the core that I was saying and also um what exercises to do so you know you there are things you can actually do straight after having a baby if you want to like pelvic floor and things like that to get that connection back and also the really importantly it has those watch points like the doming of the abdominals and things like that to just watch for and be mindful then when you are going to classes if it's not postnatal you can be like oh, actually, do you know what? I've just seen this. I feel this. This is how I can, I just need to take the intensity down. And it's just really important reminder to people that taking the intensity down is okay. And part of what yoga teaches us is self-study to really tune in, to connect to ourselves. Um, and it is really frustrating, particularly if you've done lots of exercises before, exercise before getting pregnant, because you have to go back. You have to yeah. go backwards, but you have to go backwards to go forwards, right? Um, so it's like, right, just modify for your body, ignore what everyone else is doing. And you, in the long run, you're going to get so much stronger for it. And then the last thing is that remembering that yoga isn't just about the postures. Okay. So yoga is this, I suppose it's called like a holistic way of life. And there are eight limbs of yoga. I won't go through them all, but one of those is the postures. The rest of the seven are nothing to do with the postures. So there are things like these kind of ethical considerations, one being about kindness. And one of that part of that is being kinder to yourself as well as being kinder to other people. Um, but one of those limbs is the breath. And this links really well with what you do. And the breath really is at the heart of yoga because it's the heart of the movement practice as well. And how we breathe is how we feel. So when I'm having, although let's use my daughter as an example. My daughter was born early, very premature, not very premature, but she was premature. She was very, very sick. She nearly died when she was born. She was in NICU for three weeks and the first week was very touch and go. And um, she had horrendous reflux as well. So that first week in NICU or the, the, the whole time we were in neonatal intensive care. And whenever I then fed her afterwards, because feeds took but anywhere between an hour and hour and a half because she had such bad reflux instead of like scrolling or watching tv or doing like that i would really work on my breath to help calm me to help calm her because they feed off our emotions so if you're feeling anxious or stressed or whatever's happening firstly be kind to yourself it's a normal thing we're human we're not robots we feel um and secondly see okay how am i breathing usually if you're feeling angry frustrated whatever you've got a really shallow breath and it's usually in your chest can you just take a moment whether you close your eyes whether you don't to just deepen your breath feel your belly expand feel your ribs expand 360 breath all the way up to the chest and then very very slowly really lengthen the exhale let it go there's a couple of things in that one lengthened exhales helps to calm our system down helps us to get into this parasympathetic state <clears throat> our rest and digest um, and then also that 360 breath is really important as mums, because, and I'm even doing it now, we tend to hold our tummies in all the time. And I don't know if you've done it, but we don't yeah. need to, and we need our tummy to move when we breathe. So our diaphragm, which I mentioned is one of our core muscles. Um, it, it, but when it, when we basically breathe in, our tummy should expand and practicing that kind of that deep diaphragmatic breathing is really important. Okay, yeah, sorry, so that was a lot of information. <laughs> I just want to, I want to spell it's, it all out. But anyway, it's so interesting though, because you're so right about the holding your tummy in. I think you just naturally mm. like, I have to remind myself to just like, relax. You don't have to always be in this constant like state mm. of tense, which I think, I don't know, maybe it's just 
we're always busy and I feel like there's always, you know, something going on. So we're always in action mode. And I know. And I think with the, yeah, it's a really good reminder. I think with the tummy as well, that we're like, you know, if our, if it does look different, which it will after having a baby, of course, um, it, you you pulling it in because you you you're trying to get it back to you know yeah. what it looked like before but also you're thinking I want it to be strong again but actually think of this like if you wanted a really strong bicep there is no way you'd walk around the whole time yeah. like this with your muscle contracted yeah. because just think about what would happen you'd get really tight you'd get really fatigued and it wouldn't actually work as you wanted to your core is exactly the same and if you want like um I, I won't talk a lot about this, but your diaphragm works with your pelvic floor. So they, they work together as a system. And if you're holding in all the time, you can, you can muck up the mechanics in your body. So everyone who's listening, just take a moment to breathe into your belly and just try to start recognizing. Don't beat yourself up if you do it, because I still do it now and I know about it. Just keep yeah. reminding yourself throughout the day. Okay. Just a moment to, to breathe and. Yeah. It's an active reminder. You have to actively remind yourself, don't you? And then it becomes something that I guess you do more and more just as a habit. But I think, yeah, you have to definitely remind yourself to do that, like breath and calm. And I, I mean, it, it's very in sync with obviously what I teach. You saying about that, how that calming breath puts you into your parasympathetic nervous system, which is exactly what we talk about in hypnobirthing, how that breathing switches you into that, which is where you want to be when you have your baby. Um, Absolutely. And also I, with my girls talking about breathing yourself and how they, obviously they feed off of us and how, you know, the, the state energy, that we're yeah. in. I, I try to now with their ages, sit down and get them to breathe. Like if, you know, yeah. if there's a commotion of some sort, which happens uh, often, um, I, you know, I try and get them to sit down you know just breathe take a few deep breaths because it's such an important life skill as well isn't it not just obviously for when you're practicing yoga or when you're having a baby but just in general it's such an important skill I want to teach them that particularly being girls as well I don't know why but I just feel like they kind of need that um you know throughout Resilience. Their yeah exactly it is because we we want to put our kids into like bubble wrap right but actually we need to teach them resilience and to deal with things my um my son woke me up in the middle of the night uh, or probably a week ago. But literally, I was in deep sleep and he screamed in my face <gasps> and was beside himself. Like I couldn't understand what he was saying, but he was obviously in pain. He was so upset. So I gave him a cuddle, carried him back to his room and I just couldn't. Un he was basically trying to explain to me that he had a sore throat. But the way he was explaining it was just so complicated. I just couldn't understand what he meant. So I said, buddy, I really want to help you, but I don't understand what you're saying to me. So I'm going to help you calm down. And to do that, I need you to breathe in through your nose and then breathe out through your mouth really slowly like you're blowing out a candle. And so I got him started and then I ran downstairs to get him some water and came back up and it must have been about 60 seconds. And he was so much calmer from that 60 seconds. And he obviously was still upset. He was still crying, but he could talk to me and explain that his throat was hurting and it felt like this and it felt really weird. And then really weirdly, a few days later, I had this sore throat and he lasted like a few hours, but I had it. And I was like, oh God, I know what he means now. It's a really weird sensation. <laughs> but anyway, the point is that breath work really does help and we, we forget that. Yeah, it's a great, yeah, it's a great skill for, for kids. And as you said, for, for babies as well, because they're going to feed off of that energy. Um, so how, I know we touched, you touched on it to start with, but, um, 
how can people get it into their kind of routine? What would your suggestion be? I know you've got shorter videos and things like that, but you know, is it best to wake up 15 minutes earlier than everybody else? Or like, what's, what, how can we do it? I mean, with a, with a young baby, they kind of tend to stay in one place, don't they? So it's a little bit easier. Mm. Uh, but as so, you get toddlers and. Yeah, that? yeah, it gets harder. So yeah, let's use the experience of my kids because they were quite different. So my son didn't sleep. He just didn't never nap since he was about five months old. And it was just, it was hell. Like he'd literally fall asleep for 29 minutes and then he'd be up. So for him, I, um, and we're all different because maybe for some people it is getting up 15 minutes earlier and that's going to work for you. But for me, I just did it and gave him some toys and tried to do it when he napped, if he napped, but usually that didn't work and just had him. So my kids have both always been so used to me rolling out a yoga mat, like, yeah. and they, you know, that's just normal now, which I think is really lovely because it's, yeah. it's it's modeling, you know. Yeah, definitely. We need to look after ourselves, right? Yeah. My daughter did sleep, so I'd again just do it when she napped. But you know, you could even, as I was saying, when when I, when Emily was sick, you can even do it when you're feeding them, and you don't like yoga yeah. doesn't have to be the movement. You can practice the breath work, or you could put on a meditation, something like that. Like, not obviously to make you fall asleep, but like just that. um something to really ground you like a breath-based meditation or a body scan meditation. So you, you're just staying really grounded because how often in the middle of the night of feeding, do you would go to pick up your phone and you're just yeah. mindlessly scrolling and it's not good then for you going back to sleep. So actually doing something like that is potentially going to be much more supportive of you than, you know, buying yeah. a weird thing off Amazon at three o'clock yeah. in the morning. That would totally be what I was doing. <laughs> So I think the the best way to do it is be kind to yourself because some days it just was going to be too tricky. But um, you know, find those ten minutes of spare time or make them when you're when you, as I said when you're having a feed. Um, try, you know, and when they get a bit older, penciling it into your day is um is a really good idea because then it, you're making it a priority. But when they're really little, that can be that can be a bit overwhelming because you can't pencil in anything, can you? You no. can't. So it's unpredictable. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great advice. Is there anything else that you um, want to share about the practice of yoga, perhaps prenatally or anything like that, that you think, I think people might find useful? I think prenatal, we can go into a second. I think one of the things that's really useful to remember is I'm sure there'll be people listening who's like, yoga is not for me maybe they're not listening anymore but hopefully they are <laughs> there are so many myths about yoga like you have to be able to touch your toes you have to be oh yeah free, you've got to be flexible it's too easy it's too hard yeah. whatever it is um just bat those myths away yeah. and find you know find, whether it's finding a, a class a postnatal or prenatal class or it's there's loads of stuff online as I said obviously I've got my own stuff but there's loads more stuff online as well Find the teacher that resonates with you because there are so many yoga teachers, you've got your pick. Maybe I do, maybe I don't, and that's okay. Like you find the the style, the teacher that works for you. And then just give it a go for say four weeks, two months if you if you have two months, whether you do it every day, whether you do it every other day. I'd say do it at least two, three times a week. Doesn't have to be an hour practice, I've already said. It can be 10, 15 minutes, that's okay. But notice how it makes you feel. Notice how that you start to gain these tools, like these breathing techniques or these like simple meditations that will help you 
feel grounded when your life sight starts spinning because life is chaotic as a mum. And the more we can do to give ourselves all of these tools, whether it's a yoga pose at the end of the day, bringing your legs up the wall and calming your nervous system, whatever it is, the more of these tools that we can have, the more resilient we can be. Yeah. No, that's great advice. I yeah, I have personal experience with it as well because I there was def- I I don't practice yoga as a regular thing, but I kind of dip in and out every now and again and I'll have like bursts of, you know, a few months where I want to do it every day or I get up early and do it. I'm in a bit of a running cycle at the moment where I'm really enjoying running, which is probably total opposite end <laughs> compared to compared to yoga. I, I run as well. Like I do loads <laughs> yeah. of stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. good to move our body in different ways. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I always definitely like could see the benefit of doing that. And I'm somebody that, yeah, I like to get up early, like before everybody else and, and do it. And I definitely got felt the benefit definitely within my body. And it was still only like very gentle yoga that I was doing. I wasn't doing anything strenuous at all, but I definitely found the benefit in my body, but certainly in my mind as well, kind of setting mm. me up for the day before everybody gets up and the chaos starts. My my mind felt like, oh, you've had half an hour to yourself to do this this morning. And it just felt really good. Because it feels so connected, like you're connecting to your body, to your breath, you're moving in the way you want to, like, as you say, you can do gentle classes, but you also like, you know, I love to move dynamically as well and do like really creative sequences. So you're really, you know, keeping the brain guessing um, and just making movement fun because the more fun that we can have while moving our body, the more likely it is that we're going to build a lasting habit. Um, And we all just need to move our bodies more, right? And then also mixing up. It's great that you go for runs and stuff as well. Like, don't feel like if you start yoga, that's all you have to do. Because, you know, actually bringing in weights and resistance and things is a really good um, thing to balance your body. Yeah. No, great. Thank you. Did you want to mention anything about kind of prenatal or, I mean, that's obviously a very big topic on its own, I'm sure. Yeah, it is. So tips prenatally for anyone who's listening, who's pregnant. Um, Again, find a teacher who knows what they're talking about. If you've never done it before, that's even more important. If you have done yoga before, um, say you've done yoga for a long time, then, you know, so I'm just trying to think. So I did a I did a workshop with Fanola on this, a prenatal yoga workshop that was for people who more knew about their body. Um, or no, we had a section in it. So if you had done it before, like what are the things to kind of how to modify your practice? Because for me, because obviously I was really into yoga when I was pregnant. I, that wasn't, I just didn't want to go to pregnancy yoga classes. It was too slow for me. And I just right. wanted to move my body in the usual way. But I needed to just know how to modify because there are certain things that you, you want to modify because it's not going to be comfortable anymore. And obviously you can't lie on your tummy when you're getting bigger and things like that. So it's, um, but when I was pregnant as well, um, with my first, what I did was I had like a private teacher every few weeks come to the house to just help me understand my body. Cause obviously we're always changing as well. So mm-hmm. like, what's okay now? What, you know, how can we modify sequence, whatever? Um, so that was really useful. So if you are really into yoga, then finding someone who can help you create a practice that actually you want to do because it might be that you don't want to do pregnancy yoga classes. Yeah. yeah. Was that yeah. helpful? Yeah, that is. No, yeah, I get that. And they, yeah, there might be, if you're, yeah, what you're saying is if you're particularly into it already, a, a pregnancy yoga class might just feel very basic mm. and you're not going to want to keep going back. So, yeah. So there are, there are just a few key things to remember. It's like, think about whatever you're doing, 
why am I doing it? So for instance, like there's a full wheel pose where you basically have your hands behind your head, you lift up into like a big, some people call it crab shape. Like if you're really, really heavily pregnant, think, do I need to do this? Or is there another way that I could get this feeling of an open chest in a slightly less intense for my spine way? And then there's always the reminder that if you want to go upside down, that's obviously your choice. But that the risk is that you're going to fall. So maybe do it against a wall because if you fall, that's really not a good idea when you're pregnant. Um, but yeah, really just listening to your body and remembering as you're getting bigger, you're going to have to change it up. Your, you know, your um, energy levels are going to be different, but you you literally are changing shapes. So I guess you your balance to... gets thrown, doesn't it? Because you've got a different kind of center of gravity. And, uh, you know, <laughs> what I was saying earlier about the core muscles being stretched as well. So maybe at the beginning, a plank feels amazing and you can do it and you can control it and that's fine for you. But as you get bigger, remember your muscles can't engage as they used to because it's they're not at their optimal length. They're, they're really stretched. So it's just modifying. Yeah. No, great. Thank you. That's great advice. Um, so Hannah is also kind of going to share a, a meditation with us. So what I'll do is I'm going to, I'll tag it on to the end of the episode and then I'll do it as a separate episode as well so that people can kind of listen to either on here or they can go straight and listen to it. Um, but just a little bit about what the meditation's about. I know you mentioned it to me before. So I wrote it for two reasons. I wrote it as a kind of helpful meditation if you're feeling really sad or down or low or you know, that lots of those emotions you can get when you're a mom um, or even when you're pregnant, like it can be really um, tough. Sometimes it can also be really lonely. So I wrote it for that, but it also, it's a really good one. Um, it's like a boundaries meditation. It's a visualization meditation. It's really, um, don't, don't get put off by that. I always say like, if I'm telling you to visualize something and you can't intentions enough, that's all right, but it's just helps create healthy boundaries. And I think as parents, we need that. Just remember, mm. particularly in those early stages, people, you know, you really need to set boundaries and that's okay, setting boundaries. Yeah, definitely. And a lot of people, I think, struggle with that. So it's really helpful to be able to to set those, yeah. Thank you so much, Hannah. It's been so nice talking to you. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, Claire. Like, yeah, pleasure talking to you. I will leave all of your links to, um, you know, your Instagram and your app and your book as well in the uh, comment box, not comment box, info box, um, (laughs) so that people can find you as well. And yeah, thank you. It's been lovely talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Coming into a comfortable seated or lying down position, the eyes can be open or closed. This is a visualization meditation. And if at any point during this meditation you are struggling to visualize what I'm asking you to, that is okay. Intention is enough. Now clear the space around you and for a moment swing the arms side to side a little like you're trying to make a snow angel in the snow. Now softly stop and create length in the spine and at the same time create a sense of wholeness. Connecting into the whole of your body as you take a breath in through the nose and out through the mouth. 
have an intention to feel grounded. If you're seated, you might be noticing the ground underneath you, underneath the sitting bones, or perhaps underneath the feet. Or if you're on your back, feel the earth beneath you as your body presses down, supported. Sense this area underneath your body, the ground underneath holding you so you can completely release down to the earth. You are safe. You are supported. Imagine your body having foundation. And imagine the body being drawn down into the earth. And as you do so, feel the body becoming heavier and heavier as it draws down towards the earth. Perhaps sense any residual strains from your day and drop those feelings and stresses into the earth. Let them go. Don't think about where they are going. Simply release them down, drawing them into the heat at the center of the earth. Now sense the center of your body and draw an imaginary line in your mind between the crown of the head and the tailbone. Sushumna Nadi, the main channel running up and down the center of the body in line with your spinal cord. The line of energy running up through the body. Sense this as your center, as you ground yourself. Picture the space all the way round the body, like the snow angel you drew at the start. Nothing needs to move, just sense that circular space like a boundary protecting you. It's not a 2D shape, it's a sphere that goes all the way around to the front to the sides, to the back. Picture it as a transparent bubble of light. Sense that the edges of the light are a really bright, vibrant color. Picture those outside edges of the light and notice what color they are. 
sense this light as energizing. It's bright, it's vibrant. All the way around the body with you at the center and in the middle of this bubble. Sense how the borders are very vibrant and alive. Can you breathe into this bubble? Can you sense that your breath is energizing? By breathing into this bubble, you are breathing power into the bubble. As you inhale, energy draws in and as you exhale it actually becomes brighter, more vibrant, more radiant. This energy field that surrounds you is so powerful and so bright it can repel anything negative. At the same time, it is so powerful and so bright that it is absorbent and it can draw in any goodness. Breathing in power and breathing out lightness and brightness. Watch as you do so the border becoming brighter and brighter. Feel the protection this bubble brings. Protecting from anything outside of you and nourishing all inside of you. Be aware of any changes in colors as you breathe in and you breathe out. This boundary of light repelling anything that doesn't support you, anything that drains you, anything that does not serve you, and instead allowing in love, allowing in compassion, strength, light.
and very slowly start to deepen the breath in and deepen the breath out. See how long when you start to move that you can keep this sense of your boundary. Can you take your boundary with you as you move into your day? And slowly start to bring a little bit of movement back into the body. Wiggling the fingers, wiggling the toes. Perhaps inhale, reaching the arms away from you, reaching the toes away from you. And before you open your eyes, can you take a moment to notice how this meditation made you feel? Next exhale, blink the eyes open. A huge thank you to Hannah for joining me on the podcast. It was really, really lovely to speak to her. Um, As always, I'll leave all of her details, ways you can find her in the info box. And again, as always, just a reminder, I do have lots of different courses. If any of you guys are interested in actually coming along and learning about hypnobirthing and doing a course, I know this podcast offers a lot of information and a lot of knowledge but there is so much more to learn through doing a course so if you were interested in in doing one I do offer them worldwide wherever you are in the world Uh, most of my courses are over zoom so please do come and have a look again all of my course dates and links are in the info box and I do live courses so kind of eight hours of teaching and I also offer a condensed essentials course which is pre-recorded you can watch it in your own time and it's around three hours and that is kind of the essentials of hypnobirthing so you still get a decent amount of information it's perhaps a little bit preferable for people who are later on in their pregnancy or perhaps people that just don't have the time to do a full course so I'll leave all of those links um, and you know you can check them out and see whether it's anything that you fancy doing but I would love to have you guys so until next time I will speak to you then <laughs>